You're tuned into Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show where I was hoping I would come up with an intro while I was talking, but it didn't happen. I'm Cody, welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. We have a fantastic show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, A bunch of news to go over, a lot of Gamescom stuff. We're going to talk about some other things like uh, the voice of Mario retiring. We're going to get into some of that, but first let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out. I feel like we might have a lot of this. Like we might go into. After we might go the into. Break we might go into the after the break for yeah. the. Yeah, absolutely. You had a bunch of stuff. I did. You, a, yeah, you, I did have went, a bunch of stuff. You went places and I did. did I did. Uh, a, a former guest of the show, Jordan Taylor, and I drove. Three hours down a, to Southern Ohio. It's a drive. It's a we've we, made that drive. Yeah, we actually we actually stayed. Um, we were so far south. We actually stayed in a hotel on the river in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So we were on the other side of the river. Beautiful town, by the way. It's almost like a little a seaside town in the middle of landlocked Ohio, <laughs> Ohio, Indiana. I mean, that's what it's kind of like down in um, Newport. Yeah, like Newport, Kentucky. Okay, yeah, because yeah. it's like right there on the river, and you got like. Cincinnati here, and you got like Newport here, and it's like, mm-hmm. like the cigarette factory in there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, we did a bunch of stuff down there. For example, we went, uh, we stopped on the way down in uh, Springfield, and we went to a uh, Frank Lloyd Wright house there. Oh, cool. Oh, which was in Springfield? Yeah, there's oh. one in Springfield. It was uh, it was in bad disrepair about ten years ago uh, because whoever owned it uh, broke it up into apartments and like did bad stuff with it wow that yeah that sounds and like then, an awful idea they, they landlorded all of the place yeah. yeah and then they uh uh company came in and bought it and restored it like found the original plans and, and like and made re- it a, like a tourist attraction a again. stuff yeah it was pretty cool it's pretty interesting the uh the tour guide was maybe n- could have been, had a little more charisma <laughs> and well it's it's the it's a frank lloyd wright house well that's not, true not a I don't know. <laughs> That's true. But like the first thing, the first part of the tour was it wasn't seeing the house. It was sitting and watching a video about the the restoration of the house, which is fine. But the first thing in the video was uh, this woman talking about, um, j- hey, you should give us more money. <laughs> of course. To restore more things. And she and I, I'm pretty sure she was Polish because she had a Tommy Wiseau accent. <laughs> she was talking about the Ray, the, the Frank Roy Wright house and. You know, with your contributions, we can do more with the house and stuff. It oh, high investor. Yeah, so so it started <laughs> off on the right foot, and we were kind of joking a little bit about that. But the house itself was really cool. That was not the reason for going on the trip, though. The reason for going on the trip was that Jordan and I, again, drove three hours to see a rotten movie. <laughs> uh, we've talked on the show once or twice, or I've talked about we've We've talked about... Uh, Neil Breen. We've had Neil Breen nights. We've had Neil Breen nights. We have talked about Neil Breen before on the show. For folks who have missed, Neil Breen is a filmmaker from... um, Put quotes around that. Yes. At least five or six quotes around filmmaker. He's an architect from Las Vegas who thinks he can make movies. And he makes terrible, terrible films. We've talked. I think I've talked about Double Down on here before. I know we've talked about Faithful Findings because that's the one I forced you guys to watch. <laughs> they should play one on the big sphere in Vegas. They should. That would be great. I'd watch it. That'd be great. But 
Uh, he released here within the last six months or so, he released his newest film. Hasn't come out on DVD yet. And by DVD, I mean you contact him and he'll send you a blank DVD, DVD with the movie on with it. it printed on it. Um, but it is called Cade Dash The Tortured Crossing. It's his first movie that's a sequel. It's his first official sequel because his character, Cade Altair, the man powered by AI to have superpowers, <laughs> to have all the powers, every one of them, uh, he, uh, he is back in this film. And for the life of me, I could not tell you what, it, what the plot of this film was. Um, at least he had an idea for a movie with Twisted Pair, the previous film. This one, it's like shot after shot. First off, it's all on green screen. There I are mean, no... I mean, a lot of his movies do that too. <laughs> but at least, no, a lot of, a, a good chunk of his movies are physical locations. I mean, the last Twisted Pair he filmed at the Las Vegas Community College. <laughs> like everything. It, it, was, it was the science lab. It was the evil business building. And it was the uh, rundown alley. It's like if we shot a movie at MTC. And basically, it looks like it. It looks like I don't know, it. I'm remembering least... that really bad CG head where he's like jumping away from explosions at that factory. Okay, that or was pretty rough. That is pretty rough. <laughs> where There's he's like a... running in place, mm-hmm. like, and then just moving his piece across the screen. Oh yeah, this movie is all green screen, and it's clear that he was walking. He had his actors walking on like a treadmill or something, <laughs> because when they're walking around, and it looks like an FMV game. It looks like one of those old school like. Like the old actor coming walking in, like like the the, old Call of Duties, or like the uh, Seventh Gas. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, rough. That one, Gabriel Knight. Yeah, there's some old Warhammer games on PC like that too. But I played that that Kings or not Kings was Police Quest the other day. Oh, Police Quest FMV, but it actually looked pretty good. It's probably one of the better looking FMV games I've ever played. (laughs) It's too bad how racist it is though. Uh, But that's not. We're we're detracting from the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's not much conversation to have. The the experience of seeing the film in theater was amazing because it was sold out. Wow. The theater was sold out. Now, it was a smaller theater. It was like a Studio 35 or thereabouts. Still, it's a couple hundred people. Yeah. Sold out completely. We saw plenty of people wearing uh, Neil Breen-esque (laughs) t-shirts. There one said uh, real brainius. Real brainius. <laughs> that's good. Uh-huh. That that's good. good. <laughs> and there were there were a few others and uh it was it was a rowdy show much like a bad movie night or something. Yeah, that sounds like like when people go to like the Dudathon or whatever. Yeah, it was a lot like the Dudathon. People were laughing, people were having a really good time. The movie again itself made zero sense. It had to do with 20-year-old kids being abducted from the streets and experimented on kind of sorta there were bad fight scenes um were there lots of laptops there were no laptops wow there were no magic rocks that cure cancer there were no cans of tuna (laughs) instead we got just the bargain basement worst version of matrix style uh, action scenes. Yeah, you showed me that and, one mm-hmm, when we, yeah. before we started, and, and it, it was like bad, bad. It was rough. It was difficult to even parse what was happening. Like there was so much. Okay, so a lot of it has to do with like 
uh, blood transfusions and injecting AI into your body or whatever. What? Don't don't think about it. Um, but whenever they use like the fake syringes, one they were like the like uh, food syringes that you would like <laughs> inject a turkey. And also, they didn't even think far enough ahead to like, okay, they're 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 making it look like they're pulling blood out of this person. Well, the what I, what I would do, you have the person lay back. You have a cup of red juice hiding behind their head. You you go down, you pull out, so it looks like you have red juice, and then you come up, so it looks like there's something. It is. You, they would just do this, and it would be air. It would be nothing. It's like kids playing. He was like, "We'll fix it in post." No, there was no, there, there was no post. <laughs> there was no post. No, it's perfect. <laughs> My films are perfect. Everything about them is perfect. I'm Neil Breen. No, uh, so you know, it, it was bad. You know, thinking back on this, it's like, man, it makes Tommy Wiseau look like Steven Spielberg. <laughs> well, 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 here's the thing. I I really like Neil Breen stuff because. Up until this point, there is a sincerity behind it. I've always said the best bad, bad movies, movies are, are the, the ones that take themselves seriously. Are the ones that take themselves seriously, the ones where they think they're they're innovating. The and the other thing about Breen is he's trying to work beyond his means. Yes. Like he's trying to take a large concept and do it with what little with he what has. he has. With the room with he, five bucks. Yeah, the the room didn't try to do anything Right. Like out of the ordinary, it was literally shot in a room. <laughs> yeah, uh, Breen has big ideas. Are yeah. they good ideas? No, no. <laughs> but he has big ideas and he tries his best. However, with this movie, I think, I think the cat's out of the bag. I think he knows that he makes bad films. So now he's Sharknadoing it. It felt a little Sharknadoy. It seemed like some of the decisions he made within the film go beyond inept too purposely weird and bad for the mm, sake yeah, of it. Like they'll get a that kick. ruins the fun. Yeah, they'll get a kick out of this. I, yeah, I don't need to do this right because they'll get a kick out of it when I do it wrong. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that takes some of the shine off of it. When you see a, a Fateful Findings or a Double Down or something or I Am Here dot 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 now his other film. <laughs> I forgot about that mm-hmm. one. Um, like, it's bad but you know he thinks he's doing his best. But now... But now who cares? It's almost like, who cares if I do it good or bad? People are going to eat it up either way. And that's not as no, much fun. No such thing as bad publicity. Not, well, yeah, but still not as much fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it takes the, it, it does, it, ta- it does take the fun out of the riff. Yeah. Yeah. When you're doing it on purpose. Yeah. It's like that, uh, what was that one movie? Like Atlantic Rim or what? Atlantic Rim. Yeah. You know that, that bad movie bad. that I fell asleep oh, yeah. in? Yeah, that was a rough one. That later became a, a legitimate Mystery Science Theater episode. Mm-hmm. Really? really? Yeah. yeah. Atlantic yeah. Rim became a Mystery yep. Science Theater? It's like the one uh, asylum film that they've done. I yeah. Like that. It was the second season on Netflix. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I watched was another movie um, documentary this time because I love I love me some documentaries. This one, and we sat and watched a couple minutes of this because I had to show you guys when you came over today. Um, this is called Project Grizzly. Not to be confused with Grizzly Man, the movie about a man who tried to befriend a bear and got eaten. Or Project Grizzly, the TV show about a man who actually becomes friends with grizzly bears. Or Grizzly Adams, the man who is best friends with a bear as a TV show. This is Project Grizzly. Uh, he is he is a man too Canadian to survive. <laughs> he's he's got that that not just Canadian but Canadian Minnesotan like double double accent going. Had a close call with a grizzly bear once. 
you know, he was talking about how he got attacked by a bear there once, you know, and uh, and then he decided, I'm going to spend $100,000 and bear, build an anti-bear suit. I'm going to build a, a, a suit of armor so I can get up close to the bears. The bears. The bears. Can you imagine if you took this guy to a Build-A-Bear workshop? Oh, my God. <laughs> he wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> It'd be like the Kill Bill siren. He would just pass out. He would just pass out. Wee wee. Yeah. No. So we watched a little bit of it, and he did build a suit of armor that he can barely move in. It has to be airlifted wherever he needs it to go, or carried on trolley carts. 120 pounds of titanium and padding, and foam and more titanium. It's very practical. It's incredibly practical. <laughs> there are videos of him getting slammed over and over and over by large logs. It kind like, of, like 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 Return of the Jedi style. It, it, uh-huh. it kind of has a, an America's Funniest Home Videos kind of feel to it at that point. <laughs> it really point. does. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> and the fact that you told me that it was made in, what, 91? 91. It does not look like it was made in 91. <laughs> no, it looks like it was music, made in the 70s. Yeah, music and everything. It looked like it was filmed like with a, with a film camera from the oh, 70s. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, we didn't get all the way into uh, you guys didn't get all the way into it, but at one point he says, "Well, you know the 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 one way we're going to test out the uh the the tensile strength of of the bear suit is uh we're going to find some of the biggest guys we can. So we're going to go down to the uh the uh motorcycle club there and we're going to tell them we're going to give them a bunch of 2 by 4s and we're going to we're just going to have them haul off on me." And there's video of him just getting like <laughs> It's almost like that that scene in Kung Pao Enter the Fist where the where the guys are like beating him up with the sticks to test his strength or whatever, just beating this man. Now this is Canada, so do the bikers go? Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, yeah, once, every oh, time uh, they get well, it. once it was done, I think they do help him up, and he go, yeah, sorry about that, eh? Sorry, sorry about that, Ray. <laughs> sorry. And, sorry, and it's intercut with him giving his philosophies on life and bears and kung fu and nature and wilderness he does a kata at one point because he's he's learned jujitsu you know so that just in case the bears you know canadian sometimes yes yeah, canadian jujitsu with his with his bowing knife and his uh, frontiersman jacket and his red beret eh? at one point one of his uh one of the guys uh that he's with one of his crew starts singing a, a song that they've um written together written about about the bear and he's not there to hunt the bear he doesn't want to fight the bear he just wants to pet a bear because it's, it's better for him to do this instead of going to therapy for having a bear attack yeah, for being scared by a bear he said he wasn't even really he attacked. wasn't really even attacked the bear just kind of showed up while he was hunting one day with his grandfather or whatever and uh scared him half to death and ever since then and he goes yeah you know i went to college and uh uh, I was a naturalist in college, but uh, there's no jobs. I graduated in a recession, so I'm a, I work at a scrapyard. Man spent $100,000 on six revisions of his bear suit. Half. Troy Hudabies is the guy's name. Bear suit. Sounds wild. Like I'm, I'm kind of tempted to watch it. Yeah, it's on I, YouTube. I it is on YouTube. It. Yeah, you can, you can get it. You can watch it for free on YouTube. It is. Um, by the end, it kind of drags a little bit. They do almost find the bear almost almost find a bear to test it like with a bear and then the bear spoiler the bear just it doesn't show up um so he doesn't get to test the bear i wonder if they have tested it since then since it was so long ago well yeah i think he did eventually he he unfortunately passed away a few years ago not because of a bear suit but because he was transporting one of his other inventions got in a car accident and it exploded oh yeah something like that 
Oh, he went out like a mad scientist. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he he um, he did invent a couple of things. He invented this spray foam that, when it hardens, it is uh, completely fireproof. Hmm. Huh. And uh, he d- he was is it, is it bearproof? Though? Uh, that's a good point. That's a good question. <laughs> he did also uh, build a suit of tactical armor to be deployed in Afghanistan during the war on terror. But the the U.S. and Canadian governments deemed it too expensive for practical use. But uh, he, I think he did eventually meet a bear in his bear suit, but not in this documentary. Huh. Yeah. The, the wildlife of a weird Canadian guy. Weird Canadian guy, yes. Huh. And he's the most serious about it. I know. I, mean, oh, I think yeah, that's the part yeah, that makes it the best. He is 100%... Serious, yeah, like deadly serious. Yeah, like his little meditation, his, medi- with his, with his little peace pipe, his pe- peace pipe. He was talking. Well, he was talking about you know at one point they swing the giant log down to hit him, and it's comical. And then he goes, "Well, well, you know, I was talking to the scientists and stuff. They they said you know they they measured the psi of a bear attack, and they said okay to, to simulate that, the best way to do it, three hundred to four hundred pound log, drop from forty feet up. That's how that that's how much a bear's you know, they, bear's they, bear's not going to swing harder than that. They, they, like, they no. measure the PSI, you know. Yeah, the PSI, <laughs> and you know, and then I, then I was talking to my psychologist, my psychiatrist, and my dream my analysts, and all this stuff. I don't know why the bear didn't attack me, but he didn't. So I got a bear build a bear suit. <laughs> go out in the woods. I'm gonna give this guy a big old hug. Gonna go out to Manitoba and fight a bear. Bear in my bear suit. <laughs> Oh man! We went and saw there was a Rift Tracks event uh, last week. Oh, uh, really? Was, okay. And it was it was a really good one. It was an especially good one. They riffed the movie Rad, the BMX. Oh movie. yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. It was, it's fun, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good bad. Yeah, it was a good bad movie. That that made it extra fun because the movie was like watchably bad. Yeah. And it was full of like. 80s cheese, extreme sports 80s cheese. Excellent. Excellent. You mean like how like Tony Hawk was in the first Police Academy movie? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's one of the little skateboard punks. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I guess he was supposed to be somebody's stunt double in Police, in police Academy 4 and it just never went through. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. The, the only movie I knew that he was in was that Gleaming the Cube. Gleaming the Cube. Yeah. Speaking of, and this is uh, apropos of nothing, speaking of celebrity uh, before they were famous showing up, did you know that Natasha Leone was uh, one of the kids in uh, Pee- Pee-wee's the first, the first yeah. season of Pee-wee's Playhouse? Huh. Yep. One of the, one of the uh, uh, group of ragamuffins that comes in and, and hangs out with Pee-wee? She was the one that was smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh-huh. She's the one that had the, uh, the, the uh, um, Patty and Selma voice. Yeah. Who is Natasha? She's been Russia, in a bunch of things. Yeah, Russian, Doll. Russian Dolls. Oh, okay, that, okay. She's yeah. been in I thought, I thought the American it was, Pie movie. I thought but, I'm, in, but I'm a cheerleader. But I'm a cheerleader, yeah. I, I was stuff. thinking Russian Doll. I just wanted to make sure I was correct. Yeah, you know, I never watched the second season of that. I wonder if yeah. it was good. Nobody talked about it. So no, no one did. But say, I don't think anyone talked about it outside when it originally aired. Yeah, the, it was really big. The first season was really big. It was it was really successful. But when the second season came out, I just kind of came and went. Mostly got sandwiched between something else. I mean, there's been a, some stuff going on. Lately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did see. you have? Anything? I know we we've watched a lot of movies lately. We did event. We did go see Barbie finally. Okay. Cool. Um, What'd you think? I thought it was really great. It was yeah. really funny. It was a good time. I wish that 
it could I wish it could have been more biting. Like I know on the social commentary yeah, end of it. Well, no, just in general, like about the doll and it. Yeah, Mattel let them get away with a lot. A lot, but I wish they didn't have to worry about that at all. Thinking, of, yeah, thinking about what the movie could have been without Mattel kind of being over their shoulder, going, "Hey, this is the line." Yeah, we don't cross the line. No, I, I, I understand that. I still think it was really fun, though. Oh yeah, I, 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 I liked it a lot. It was probably definitely one of the most enjoyable movies I've watched in a long time. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like, like I said when we were talking about it before, you know, especially near the end when they're breaking all the, they're snapping the spell, and like the stuff the mom's saying. I kept looking at my wife. I'm like, mmm. <laughs> This is uncomfy, but it's true. <laughs> oh, the Mad- Matchbox 20 song. And that was great. So that funny. scene was so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they re-released that on Spotify with the Barbie, um, uh, with, with the, like, a, 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 the art was Ken. <laughs> <laughs> As soon yeah. as I found out that the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I didn't I, care I, about yeah, it anymore. Yeah, I about lost anymore. interest. Yeah. John Cena as Mermaid Barbie yeah. coming out of the ocean with his tiny ukulele playing yeah. playing the Matchbox Twenty song. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, oh that, yeah. And I know it's not the point of the Barbie movie to have a car cha- a good car chase scene in it, but boy, was that car chase scene very bad. It was not the best, and it looked like a Chevy commercial, like in oh, the worst way. A little. I bit. mean, it, it's a Mattel movie about a Mattel yeah. franchise. Yeah, I'm the, sure. The, I'm sure some money exchanged yeah, hands. The, the movie is basically a commercial. It is, yeah. <laughs> but but darn it, it's a fun commercial. It's a fun commercial, oh, and, yeah. I, and I'd watch it again. <laughs> yeah, mark it to me. That's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with it. Michael Sarah as as, as uh, Alan. Alan oh, was, Ken, was Ken's great buddy as well. Alan. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could tell he was the late addition to the movie too. He kind of like, was. Yeah, the, the entire first act, like he's always by himself and everything. Uh-huh. Well, because there's only one Alan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the other Alans left. They became in sync. Yeah, that was a good. That was that a was good a good joke. joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, even that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when he like. Kung Fu all over all the other cats. Yeah. Uh-huh. You gotta take me with you. I can't be here anymore. <laughs> I love that traveling between Barbie Land and the real world didn't involve some sort of generic circular portal. Oh, yeah. No, it was just that you just go. Yeah, you just had to do those things in mm-hmm. that sequence and you were there. Yep. And going back, it, you had to do it in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to sing the song, too. You have to. Like, it's, that's, it was clearly part of it, was uh-huh. singing that song. What is the song? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't know there was going to be that much America Ferrera in it, and she's she's, she's great. A good, she's a great actress. She really I like, is. I like her in almost anything I've ever seen her in. Yeah. Um, I just got two quick ones. Uh, you know what? Let's take a break, okay. come back from the break, and we'll get into your couple check amounts, and then we'll do the news. How's right. that sound? The marketing department at WZMO suggested I do a new cutting-edge promo for Longplay. You know, short, quick, concise, to the point. Yeah, here goes. You're invited to tune in to Longplay, Friday night at 11, Saturday afternoon at 3. Great music, fantastic host, often referred to as the Casey Kasem of Marion. Full albums, front to back, here on WZMO. Whew, did it. Finished before I got cut off. Hey, we're back from the break. We're gonna finish up our our check em outs here. Real yeah, quick. we're gonna do some more check em outs here uh, with uh with the uh, our our local bear man here, Josh. Josh the bear man, what do you what do you do for your check em outs there, buddy? 
Who would win in a fight? Mike Ditka or Gad? Trick question. Trick question. Mike Ditka is Gad. <laughs> yeah, so what have you been uh, what have you been uh, doing? So, uh, somebody at work reminded me that the new season of Solar Opposites came out. And I was like, oh, I'd completely forgotten about that. Oh, yeah, the Justin Roiland-less episode, uh, season, right? <laughs> it kinda, yeah. It's kind of, I imagine it's getting its lunch eaten by Futurama being out at the same time. I don't know. Probably. It feels like a not bit. a lot of people are talking about new Futurama either. Um, outside of the fact that Leo Leo Wong's voice is different, and people are upset about that. Uh, Amy's dad. Oh, in the show, he's not that important of a. Character. He's he's really not that much. No, no. <laughs> he was just generic Asian stereotype. Yeah, before yeah. Yeah, before he was, it was probably a white guy doing an Asian guy voice. And just cast uh, James Hong to come in and do the <laughs> voice because he does. That's it's his voice. It's his voice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, it's. It's definitely a shock. Mm. Like I know Justin Roiland is uh, uh, is not a good person, and everything. Do we have to say allegedly on this one? No, not not on not a good person. Okay, I don't think that. I yeah, mean, even though he was <laughs> the that was settled or 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 dropped or whatever, there's still the fact that you know those DMs were came out. Sure, I guess that is proof. So there's no allegedly and, uh, necessary. And not a single person in the animation industry that he worked with said that, tried to uh, back him up or anything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, he sucked, anyway, he sucks all the way down as a person. Anyway, but yeah, the vo- the voice change is very jarring. Cool, because it's a British guy. Yeah, it's a British guy. It's <laughs> the guy who was the voice and or was the beast in uh, the uh, the live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh, was that guy really? Or at least that's what IMDb says. Oh, I think it's like Dan Stevens. I think yeah, that's name. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw that movie. That was awful. Yeah, it's an awful <laughs> movie. Uh, but uh, yeah, it almost feel it almost feels like the character has changed. Like not just the voice, like the way the character is. Well, sure, and you're gonna have that. Like because also on top of like you know he's super British, they also throw in like British like colloquialisms. Like he says bloody and bollocks all the time. And I'm uh, like, why not? I know, I get, I know, yeah. but I don't know. It just, it's, like I said, it just feels like the char- it's not the same character anymore. It's like, it feels like a completely different character. And you know, that might be, that might be the point of it. I, with, with a show like Rick and Morty, I imagine they're going to try to keep Rick and Morty as well, close to I, the originals as possible. From but, what I read on that one, they got sound alikes. Sure. But with Solar Opposites, because it's not quite as popular... Um, not saying that it's not popular, but not as popular, they can kind of get away with, okay, we're going to do something completely different. Yeah, like And you're whole, just gonna have to deal. Like the whole the whole first episode just opens up with them like Terry, the the adult alien, comes down and he's like, I got the dartboard from Cheers. I paid like, you know, some absorbent amount of money for it. It's like, didn't Corvo say not to throw like metal sharp metal things in the house after the so and so incident? He goes, Oh, he's not gonna care, and he throws a dart and it hits him right in the throat. And that's how they explain yeah, and then like get the get the get the ray gun, get the ray gun, and they shoot him in the throat, and he's like starts screaming in British basically, and they're like like is that what his voice is going to sound like now? Should we get like the other ray to fix it? And Terry's like, no, no, this, this is doing something for me, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like that through the whole thing, and that's fine. I mean, yeah. the other characters are fine. The show still feels like Solar Opposites at its whole. I mean, there's still the whole subplot of the entire show of the entire shrunken civilization of the people in the wall. I can't mm. believe they're still doing that. Yeah. 
I yeah. thought I thought that ran out of juice after the first season. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, they're still doing it. There's still <laughs> more civil wars with the people in the wall. Mm. <laughs> and so then we watched all of that. Which, I mean, I still enjoyed it. There were still points where I laughed. There were still some good jokes and stuff. And so then we watched the latest season of Rick and Morty that was on Max. And honestly, that season wasn't bad. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't a bad season. Can't remember if we went back and watched the rest of it and thought the same thing. Was it the one with the Rick and the crow and two crows? No, stuff? this is no. past that. Oh, I don't. Maybe I never watched this one. Then I feel like you're like a couple seasons behind. But this one is like takes place after Evil Morty kind of his plan unfurls and you know does the whole thing. This one adds like a lot of backstory and a lot of universe stuff of like okay things we didn't know before, but now they're confirmed. As far as like the Rick and Morty canon goes. Until they get bored with it. That's true. Too. Sure. <laughs> That's true too. It but to there else. is a lot of, there's a lot of, honestly, a lot of character change on like all characters outside of Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is like the definition of having their cake and eating it too. Like they want to have the deep lore and the com- and the continuity and everything, but they also want to make the toilet jokes. Want don't care about the continuity and, and, and they want to call you dumb for for liking the for continuity. liking the continuity at the same time. As, yeah, yeah. It's like we love this continuity, but the second we hate it, you're dumb for liking it. <laughs> yeah. Like there's like a whole like kind of th- flow through. Kinda, it sounds like Dan Harmon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah trying to course is. correct. It is. Oh, speaking of him, I watched about five minutes of the Strange Planet animated series. The one, uh, it was a webcomic with those blue aliens. Oh, Oh, yeah, those guys. The ones where they talk about things that are very, they they describe normal things in a very alien way. Yes. Uh, Nathan, Nathan Pyle. Yeah. Yeah. He, him and Dan Harmon apparently teamed mm. up to do the animated series. And well, that's I, a shame. I lasted about five minutes before I shut it off. Those comics are funny, but yeah, you read them, you go, ha and then you move on. It's and, not an entire show. And they did not, from what I saw, they didn't try to do anything more. So it's the same joke. Oh, oh so it's just so it's for 30 so it's minutes. Just, so no. it's just the comic in animated form. No, because they, they were starting with like they were do. <laughs> they decided to come out with their good material airplane jokes, air travel jokes right out of the gate. And it was continuing with the story about the stewardess or whatever. Mm. But like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I was like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> I shut it off like I was. I'd never been made so angry by something How, recently, I, like I, so I do, quickly. I don't understand this. Can I get a crumb of context here? I don't get the whole thing about Stuart or something, and then you guys are just getting squeezy about it. Well, no, I'm not getting no. squeezy. I'm just saying there's... I, for, I don't know how you feel, Cody, but those comics are a sub 10 second read. Oh yeah. 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 You read them. Like I said, you read them, you go, ah, that's kind of funny. And then you move on. It's like, it's like but trying to stretch happiness. it out for a half hour or 20 minute show belabors the point. I don't think I could stand 20 minutes of the same. Yep. And it was the same overanalyzed like, joke over and over. We're, we're saying a normal thing, but in a stretched out weird way with the big words, like, so the show could have been about the, the topic could have been about anything. Yeah. Not just okay. airplanes, okay. Okay. but just the, the premise is bad. Yeah. I used to really like those comics. Then I just kind of really, oh, fell I, off I of still it. like the comics, but the, again, you don't need to spend 20 minutes watching them do it in real time. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just had such a visceral reaction to it. That I, was like, I, didn't oh, even, no. I didn't. I didn't even realize they had, they were doing a show. Yeah, it's on Apple TV. That's why you don't know. About oh, it. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, um, Rick and Morty season was actually pretty good. Mm. Um, for some reason, I don't know why they wrote it this way, but Rick spends a lot of the season trying to be a better person. Like he huh. kind of like, kind of like gets his winds knocked out of his sails a little bit. Well, uh, when you run out of everything else to do, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got this, you know, garbage godlike being for so long, and then like, oh, we're gonna give him a little bit of humility. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Other than watching like South Park and Adventure Time, that's oh, all I've sure. really done. Oh, Fiona and Kate comes out soon. Oh, oh. I'm so excited for yeah, that. Yeah, it looks really good. But of all the trailers I've seen, it looks like you have to finish Adventure Time before you watch Fiona oh, and Kate. Uh-oh, well, I haven't done that. Mm. Because there's, uh, I saw some little tidbits of like, hey, you should do this. Like, well, I can't do this because of X thing. Hmm. Yeah. Some of the characters who cross over. I'll, uh, I'll just read the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we finally watched the new Spider-Verse movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what'd was you think? Across the Spider-Verse? Is that uh, what Across the Spider-Verse, yes. yeah. Yes. It was great. It was fantastic. Uh, about five minutes into it, I was like, darn it, we should have saw this in a theater because it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, we really messed up. <laughs> I've also read that they made some slight changes when they brought it to streaming uh, because there were two different cuts of the movie out there. And yeah. there was some dialogue and things changed or cut out. And I think... The movie a- had a patch... It had a patch yeah which yeah. they can do now yeah because digital yeah but then there was like a thing where like i guess like there's a scene where like gwen is like there's a lot of panic talking or something and they've completely cut it out huh i don't get why i don't understand the context so honestly i've got nothing like more that i could say that just what i read but it, it was a lot of fun it was one of the better like multiverse related things that they're doing that it right done. Yeah. yeah i mean the first one did it right that well, that too. Yeah, that's true. The first yeah. one was small. the whole. That's the whole conceit of the of both movies. Hobie pa- Brown's the best, right? Spider. Oh yeah, Spider Punk ruled. He was my favorite. Yeah, one. the animation on him is phenomenal. Yeah, it's because every part of him is in a different uh, speed and a different animation uh, animating speed. So he just looks like he's rebelling against the movie, like yeah. the visuals. It's very. It's a very. It's very punk. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Really, really cool. Uh, also, the whole like you know, you know, the Citadel of Infinite Spider People or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which the movie doesn't actually spend a lot of time there. They don't. They don't Not as spin much. their wheels in there like you'd think they would. Probably saving it for the third one. Yeah, which also, is uh, Beyond the Spider Verse. I think is yeah. what it's called. Which this is very much a part one. Like it is. Yeah. Huge, like huge cliffhanger kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah it, I don't even think it's like a very satisfying ending. Honestly, you don't get it. Just kind of ends. It just kind of ends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they they give you a, they give you the old Lord of the Rings ending where like they went up over a hill and it's like, all right, see you in a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it's fantastic. A hundred percent recommend. It's great. Mm, and very, very I will good. I will be in the theater for the next <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, I see. I, I didn't make it in theater to to watch uh, into the spy or across the Spider Verse, and watching it makes me go, "I really need to see that te- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie." I in the theater know because similar art, and it's going to be one of those. that's like, yeah, going to need to see it on the big screen. Plus, yeah. it'll be like the first really satisfying Ninja Turtle thing we've had in a while. It looks yeah. so good. It, it looks, looks really phenomenally good. good. Yep. Yep. Anyway, we should probably talk about yeah. News. Let's get probably. into let's let's switch gears and uh, get into some news. 
All right. So uh, first up, let's do the big one here first. Uh, so Gamescom, uh, one of the many, many video game whatevers yeah, run I, by Jeff Keighley. I am so sick of seeing Jeff do these things yeah. at this point. Yeah, I, it's I'm, like he's the only one that does it now. Yeah, I, I've reached maximum Jeff. I don't want any more Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least... A critical he, Jeffy. Yeah, at least he brought out a woman this time, <laughs> I guess, but they made her stand on the other side of the stage. He didn't want to get cooties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It, but... But there were some game announcements. There was some stuff. Yeah, there was some good I'll stuff. I'll be honest. I haven't been following a lot of Gamescom. I usually don't follow Gamescom. It's like there's eh. no Nintendo stuff. Well, yeah, that's. But still, I like it, to know, but I just don't yeah. follow it that much. But like, like I said, it's kind of at maximum for a game. Even like we yeah. kn- we know everything's coming out. It all comes out in October. Yeah, like everything comes out in October. Sure, they didn't really announce anything new. They just more of stuff we knew existed. Right, mostly. Yeah. Um. Before we get into the actual news, so another for the second Jeff Keighley backed video game live show in a row, someone was able to get on stage and say a bunch of dumb stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like. You would think he would have learned the first time. Yeah, hire more security or don't let or, people... Or better security training. Or anything. So this is the second time someone was in arm's reach of Jeff Keighley and could have... I mean... Could have luck- done something luckily bad. Luckily, the guy... Both times they were weirdo nerds that just wanted to say weird stuff into a microphone. Yeah. But if they, but if either one of these folks wanted to do, like, actual harm... harm definitely could have. Oh, yeah, they absolutely... Yeah, Jeff could have died. He could have... <laughs> Or anyone else within. Yeah, or not. It's easy to laugh because they were making jokes because the guy was just kind of weird and said some weird stuff. But yeah, Todd Howard came out directly after it happened. Could have been Todd. Could have been Todd. Todd had a look on his face like, what the heck, man? What was that? Like, Like, what are we doing? Like, Like, what are we paying people for? They should have known the first, should have known after the first time. Yeah. Beef up security. It's not that hard. It, Watch. They're just going to like, I don't know, do everything like through either digitally now. And now that it's happened a second time, now it's going to become a game. Yeah. Now it's yeah. going to become a goal for many people to go. Well, if they're just letting people on stage. Yeah. If it happens every time, why not? It's like the urban exploring of of <laughs> video game yeah. conferences. Well, a couple other people did it. I might as well do it. <laughs> But, but yeah. anyway, let's talk about the. So, let's yeah, talk about somebody game. shouldn't have to get hurt for them to fix this problem. Agreed. That's that's the point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about some games. Let's talk about some happy stuff. Uh, they showed more Starfield. They had a trailer, a live action trailer that had like a one of those like feelsy versions of a song, but oh. it was it was Rocket Man. Oh jeez. Which I mean, it's less generic than they if they would have picked Space Oddity. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, but, but also too silly. I think it was. Yeah, to, I don't know though. I'm kind of excited for like super sci-fi, you know, space space explorer Bethesda game. Oh yeah, I'm totally stoked for uh, Starfield. I'm gonna be there day one and, on that and one, not, and not just a space explorer Bethesda game, but one that might actually work out of the box. Yeah, they had you know they have Microsoft's entire QA team on this one for like a year, so maybe it'll. Maybe fans won't have to fix the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe this whole Microsoft buying Bethesda thing actually might be a good thing. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah. I know, I, I know. I'm 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 being hopeful though. Yeah. 
But yeah, I, I'm down for Starfield. I love the aesthetic they've got going for the NASA punk look they've got it does, going yeah. for. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Like, Ooh, NASA punk. That's a good. That, that's like, how they that's described it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's it's not fantasy. It's not retro futurism like yeah. Fallout. Mm. Like it's straight up just crisp sci-fi, and I'm like. All right, it's yeah. been a while. Give me some of that. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready for a Bethesda game, too. Like, I'm ready to get lost in a big game like that. Oh, sure. Uh, uh, there was a Black Myth uh, Wukong. More yeah, of that, which right? I didn't realize they released the thing for that. So I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I surprised you haven't been following it. It's I know. Because you love the, uh, the, the Monkey King. Uh, Monkey so King uh, I know, I know. But I, I kind of forgot the game was even coming out. Like, I hadn't seen a trailer in, like, almost two years I think for they it. showed gameplay for it, and it was gorgeous. I mean, the last gameplay one they had was simply amazing, and it showed you like, you know, physics of the environment and how the bosses work and your powers and stuff. And it's like, oh, it looks cool. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's God of War, but like a different mythology. So it's like kind of refreshing. Yeah, I, w- I would like to see a God of War game where the protagonist wasn't like, me tough man, yeah, boy, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rebel Moon was announced, which is a show. <laughs> okay. Um, Zack Snyder came out with with Jeff, so Jeff could be friends oh! with yeah. Jeff could be friends with Zack Snyder, but he yeah. announced his new like two movie series for Netflix. Oh yeah, called Rebel That's Moon. That's right. It's like weird, which yeah. he described as heavy metal magazine meets Star Wars. I think, and part of me that went, sounds great, but then you go. Zack Snyder. Snyder. Yeah, but part of me went, Zack Snyder could probably do heavy metal stuff. It's not like it's that. Yeah, although the last time he got close, it was Sucker Punch. That's true. That movie and was Sucker awful. Punch had I, like maybe 10 minutes of good he, stuff in it. I was so disappointed for that movie because oh, it looked yeah. so cool. The trailers looked amazing. That movie tricked me so hard. I yeah. saw that in theaters. Oh, me too. No. Me too. Yeah. I, I didn't see it in theaters. But. Yeah, I saw it in theaters and that was that was a shame. That was money that I could have spent on many other things. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but this is a Netflix show, so you've already paid for it. I, that's true, I suppose. <laughs> um, actually, also, lowered it's, my it's my. It's gonna uh, get a game too. That's kind of yeah. why it was there. But yeah. Oh, it is gonna be a game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Tekken Eight, they announced more people in Tekken Eight, which is cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think they put a release date on. They it, did. Which I don't know off the top. I of my don't know head. off the top of my head either. But but they got they have my uh, my boy Yoshimitsu there. Yeah, Yoshimitsu. They have Kuma. Kuma the the, the bear. The, Kuma the Kung Fu Bear. Kuma, which is Japanese for bear. Yeah. And uh, and Kuma's, Kuma is actually wearing a costume this time. He's wearing a a, a, sh- a sleeveless gi shirt and a, and a headband. And, and if you look back at the original, I keep going into the Canadian accent. Um, yeah, I was wondering you, why you were yeah. doing that. Well, we were ta- where were you talking about a bear? So I figured yeah, I'd talk about a Kung Fu Bear. <laughs> yeah, you know? talking about a beer. Yeah, talking about a bear. No, um, if you look back at the original Tekken 1, um, what uh, Heihachi is wearing Kuma is wearing Heihachi's original <laughs> jack, like geese jacket, and Heihachi's belt is Kuma's headband. Nice, <laughs> because Heihachi, the old man, is dead in Tekken Eight, or so they say. I mean, and, and somehow Heihachi returned, and oh, Kuma's whole thing is he has the same move set as Heihachi, but he's just a heavy character instead of a medium light. Uh, so yeah, he's wearing the costume, and it's kind of great. Uh, man, Yoshimitsu King. Um, the kangaroo, 
Gone. Gone. Yeah. And uh, the Raptor, like, were my go to characters. Oh, yeah. I honestly can't wait for Tekken 8. It's going to have terrible netcode and no oh, yeah. And it's going to be nigh unplayable online, but at least the game will be kind of fun in locals. And goofy. And goofy. Because it's Tekken. That co- that coffee freak, I'm excited yeah. to play that character. <laughs> and you know it'll have a boatload of fun modes. Oh, Like extra absolutely. modes like they do. Yeah. Uh, they showed a new Assassin's Creed, and all of the dialogue is in Arabic, which is wild. That's- yeah, because they're, they're kind of going back to like the beginning. They're going back to the Middle East. Uh, that's kind of cool. I'm just surprised they're doing that on such a big budget. Like, Yeah. N- like, well, it's, they- instead of going the... the this is supposed to be another language, but it's just British. Well, yeah. they kind of like, British that's English. how the original Assassin's Creed kind of was. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was very, you know, English and everything. And then when Assassin's Creed Revelations came out, they brought back the original character from Assassin's Creed, uh, Altair, and they actually had a, a Middle Eastern voice actor for him that Wait, time. Wait, Kate Altair from? <laughs> no. From Twisted Pair and no. Kate the, the Tortured Crossing? No. <laughs> I'm the world's best assassin, director, <laughs> producer <laughs> time traveler time traveler <laughs> I, I just can't believe such a, a mass market game is gonna go all subtitles that's, that's kind of wild yeah that that, is i mean wild. I'm, I'm sure there'll be two modes i'm sure there'll be i don't know it didn't seem maybe, like yeah. it ghost of, uh, ghost of Tsushima did it that's true mm-hmm. they had a japanese and an english and they also had kurosora mode where it put everything in black and white that's kind of cool that's actually <laughs> really cool that was a good game i never finished maybe i should go back to that one uh, oh, Dark Forces is getting a 4K remaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah Star yeah. Wars Doom. A- AKA the best Star Wars game ever made. Star Wars Doom. <laughs> That's my hot take on that one. I nice. love Dark the Forces. Ga- nice. The game that kind of brought uh, um, Kyle, Katar- or Kyle Katarn like, into the forefront of everything. Nice. He was, that- you know, It was the first game in the whole Jedi Knights series. I played it when I was a kid, and it was the first Star Wars game I ever played where, like, this feels like I am in a Star War. Like, yeah, yeah. Versus like the old X Wing and, and X Fighter game or yeah. X Wing games where they're like everything kind of looks like dirt. Just like all the graphics and sounds were perfect. It just so Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm but also it play plays it like Doom. Yeah. And it's easy to get lost because all the wall graphics look the same and you oh, can't find a door. And that's the sewer level. Like the third level is this awful sewer level. It's like mm-hmm. the worst sewer level ever made. <laughs> like it's worse than like. You know the turtles dam, or uh, <laughs> or or the canal or sewer level yeah, from Battle Toads. Because it's so hard to navigate, and it loops back on itself on these like weird water slide oh, okay, sections. Okay, gotcha. It's a nightmare, but the rest of the game is fantastic. <laughs> Great, good. You get to fight Boba Fett. Hey, awesome! <laughs> a Mortal Kombat one had some more character uh, reveals. We have Sindel coming back. She looked cool. She, she looked, looked really super cool. cool. Yeah, I saw a clip of like. Cyrex, I think the orange robot ninja. Is that is that was that Cyrex? Cyrex is red. I don't know. Whatever. Sector's yellow. Cyrex is red. red. So Which, it might be Cyrex. It might be. It might be Sector that you saw. Either way, it showed him like vomiting a bunch of like bombs out his chest or something. <laughs> that Sector. That okay. Sector. Um. Uh. Cyrex, the yellow one, is nets, mm. and uh, Sector's bombs. Okay. okay. I, I don't often think Mortal Kombat characters look cool, but I thought Sindel looked cool. Sindel looked pretty cool. They're uh, as they're bringing back uh, Motaro as a uh, assist guy with the four legs. They actually gave him his horse body back. Nice. The the reason for that is he was a mini boss of 
Mortal Kombat to the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was unplayable. Yep. Uh, it's too big. Because he was too big. And when they made him a playable character, they were like, well, we can't do the rigging for four legs. Well, okay. He got a magic spell and they turned him into a, a, a fawn. <laughs> they basically took back, took away his back two horse legs. His, his... his horse leg. But now he has his horse leg back. I, I watched um, Iron Mouse play a whole bunch of Mortal Kombat 1. She had a sponsor oh, of it. Yeah. And those cameo moves look so goofy. They're Because they're you can whiff them so bad. Oh, yeah. And it just looks like somebody comes out and then runs away. And runs away, yeah. Or or they'll come out and like do a throw. Like, mm-hmm. throw you on the ground and leave. Yeah. Like, it looks ridiculous. It's, it's bad. Yeah, it's rough. I don't... I also don't understand what they did to, did to my man Jax. Yeah, they took his arms away, and he looks like a different guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, he still has. He, they took his metal arms away. He's yeah. He's the armless wonder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just all kicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> until until the next game where he looks like Bob Oblong. Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, deep the, cut. Yeah, I know. Right? Good. I like deep that. Cut. I haven't watched. I haven't thought about the Oblongs in a long time. It's such a Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. It's such like a one go- of the few cartoons that he's voiced. Yeah, it's a really goofy show. It is. It's been a while. Yeah, the last character that they introduced for Mortal Kombat One is not Shao Kahn because he's not the king of Outworld. It's he is General Shao. Uh, so he is. Yeah. He wait has a, a minute, General Shao. He was hunting the Avatar. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to get at uh, House of Hunan. General, General Shao's chicken. Yeah, General Shao's yeah, chicken. Very good. Yeah. It's a good joke. I like it. Yeah, you're not. You guys didn't react like no, it was no. A good it's joke. it's good. It's it, it, no. It's very good. I wanted to let you know that you did a good job on that one. I appreciate <laughs> that joke. You, thank you. Yes. All right. Last thing we have. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of time to talk about this, but uh, we're going to get away from games combo. We're going to continue to talk about games things. It was announced earlier this week that uh, longtime voice of Mario Charles Martinet. Uh, has uh, decided to move on from uh, being the voice. We don't know if he decided. We don't know, but you know what? He's A lot of people are giving Nintendo a lot of crap for going in a different direction with Mario and getting a different actor, which, okay, fine. I, I could be fair. I understand why they did it. He is 70. He's, yeah. he's 70. We don't know if he has a health condition. We don't know if he just wanted to retire. We yeah. don't know. We basically, they basically, they said they'll, there'll be a video later. Yeah. Which, why don't you just show just, us the video? Just show us the video now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, why, just lead with that. Yeah. yeah. Why, why do we got to have like a preview teaser of a video yeah. about Charles Martin? And, not unless being Mario they're trying now. to figure out, okay, is this guy that's doing the voice of Mario in Super Mario Wonder going to be the, the Mario voice in the games going forward? Or if it's just going to be, we're going to get jobbers from here on out. Yeah. I, I, Definitely don't think the voice in Wonder is going to be the voice. Yeah. Because it just sounds like Charles. It sounds like Charles. It sounds like yeah. somebody doing an impersonation of Charles, which if you're going to do that, why get just let him keep just doing Just let him keep doing I, Yeah, it's true. I think there's something else coming after that that's going to involve a little uh, more talking about Mario. Talk, yeah. Maybe yeah. like Odyssey 2 yeah. or something. I, I think they saw how well the movie did and they're, and like, they're well, like, well, let's take you some know, of that and put it in the game. Let's that is think- one thing that Mario hasn't done in the games a whole lot is talk. I mean, he doesn't really need to, yeah. but also if you want to do something new, that is something new. Yeah, I think that's the direction they're going to... I think they want to lean in, in a more story 
based And that's interesting. That's which, an yeah, interesting that's direction. Something sure. they haven't done before. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm willing to give that a I shot. I mean, we've, oh, had, sure. we've had full conversations with Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Yeah. But Martinet is not, or Martinet. I, I always want to call it Martinet because it, it's a French last name. Yeah. But uh, your, your mom's think, influence think, is showing. Right, but I think no, it's, it's Martinet. It's Martinet. It's Martinet. Okay. Because okay. yeah. I've heard it pronounced both ways. I, I'm pretty sure it's Martin. Martin he's okay. probably just too nice to correct people. Probably. I can see that. Too. Yeah, I can see that. Because he's but, he's said before that he would do it until he died if if they would let him. Yeah, so, which makes you wonder. Makes, if, it does make you wonder, but you know, you never know what's going on in the guy's life. Yeah, but he's not going to be leaving Nintendo completely. He is now the Mario ambassador. To continue to spread the joy of Mario, which is the most Japanese business statement I think I've ever heard. There is yeah. a reason behind it. I have a feeling. Hmm. They're keeping him on the payroll so they can legally say, hey, don't go on Fiverr and say a bunch of racist stuff <laughs> that people pay you in the Mario voice. They're keeping him on. They're basically giving him a, a paycheck to go, okay, don't do the Mario voice for like a say, car commercial ad yeah. or, or saying or awful things, say awful things. I don't or think anything he like, would say. I don't think things. I don't think he'd say. Awful <laughs> things, but he you, has though. You know what I mean, though. In, in private settings. Oh. oh, sure. But you know what I mean. Like, they're not... Because if they didn't keep him on the on the payroll, he could have gone... Sega could have hired him, and he could have had been the newest voice of uh, Squeaks the Cat well, Son at, Sonic's on friend, Sonic's... Sonic's friend Barrio. So, yeah, Sonic's friend Barrio from the Barrio, and he pops up and says, Oh, hello! Oh, hello, Sonic! I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a fast rat. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a pizza rat. <laughs> pizza rat. <laughs> pizza rat. I, he is Mario, though, and he always... He always will be. He, yeah, when you think of Mario, yeah. you're going to think of the wahoo. And I, he's not even the first Mario voice that I heard, like, as a kid. Sure. Like, the first Mario yeah. I heard was Captain Lou. Captain Lou. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, it's me, Mario. Yeah. Swing hey. your arms. Mario, when I was a kid, was a gruff Italian man. Yeah. Uh, every version, but... Charles's performance was so iconic that he mm -hmm. changed that in my brain. Sure. No, it makes sense. <laughs> so long, King Bowser. Yeah. That's Is that what he said? Yes. According <laughs> to Nintendo, yes. According to Nintendo. Yeah, I'm not going to say the real, what, yeah. what the, it actually sounds like meme. he's saying. The meme. The meme. I, but, yeah. They're, they're up to something, is all you can they really are. say about it at this I point. I mean... They to, be, to be fair, Nintendo's always kind of got something going it's on, true. but it's always a real slow burn. And it's always about three to five years after where it should be. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I just hope for the best for Charles. He's I do too. He's a fantastic actor and he seems yeah. like an amazing dude. I met him at a con a few years ago. Super nice guy. Super giving with his fans. Very cool dude. Oh, yeah, he's very wholesome. Yeah. yeah he's going to be at Torg uh, this year, the local video game con. That's, that's right. He is. He is? He? Yeah. Ooh. They have they have all the Mario voice actors are going to be there. Really? Princess Peach, uh, Bowser. Oh, cool. I get to meet Jack Black. That's about it. Well, that's no, it not because, that about <laughs> Because all, all of the Nintendo. All the Nintendo uh, Rosalina. Ones. Oh, nice. Like. Might actually have to go to uh, Torg this year. I will be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah of course you are. Because I'm going to be showing a game. Yes. When I decide which one that it might be all of them. Maybe. <laughs> might, I don't hey, know. Who knows? But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely. Are you, you going to defend your whatever. title? <laughs> that was a different con. Oh, oh, yeah. That was, that was Game Jam. That was Game Jam. I missed that out on that this year because I think it was my birthday weekend. And I'm like, I'm not making a game on my birthday weekend. <laughs> you know, that's okay. Uh, 
you can't win them every year. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta uh, yeah, let some, give someone yeah. else a chance this year. You come back strong next year. That's all you gotta do. Let you know. somebody else get it. There you, you go. Know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah of spread spread the love. Yeah, spread there spread it is. the and then come back and crush them. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to get him to sign my copy of Warrior World. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I want to hit him with something different. Yeah. And also, I love his performance in that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and wrap things up for the week. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and you can you know support our Patreon. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. The number for that's 419-561-5556. Leave us a message and we... We'll play it on the I, show. I lost my... That's all right. Spadoinkle there. That's all right. I'm <laughs> nice. <laughs> but no, I'll, I'll, pick, I'll pick up what you dropped. We'll, we'll play it on the show, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. What, yeah. What's your favorite Mario line? That would be pretty. That's a good one. Um, a few weeks ago, we got a phone call about uh, the one chip challenge. I'm teasing this. We have the chip. <laughs> we have multiple of the chip. We've acquired the we have, item. We have acquired the hot chip. So when you least expect it, we will be eating the hot chip live on air. I, I just didn't feel like going to the emergency room tonight. It's a little so late tonight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. Finally, I'd like to thank Parker uh, for helping us out over at the uh, Facebook page, uh, finding great news articles for us. Also, um, David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Pizza out. <laughs>